Now more than ever, it's critical that customers find accurate information about your business. Local Works by Yahoo Small Business makes it easy to add, edit, and publish business information across 70-plus local directories from a single dashboard. Ensure your business is found with Local Works and save 10% today by using code LWPODCAST. Visit yahoosmallbusiness.com slash local to find out more. We literally could uh, could just talk about all sorts of things. In fact, what I'll do is I'll just start the recording, and we'll see if Pam chimes in here. If she does, that's awesome. If not, we'll... <laughs> so... Okay, so 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 this concept of uh, you <laughs> you reading you not doing politics and not getting any news, but yet you're the most informed person without getting any information. How did you pull this off? <laughs> well, well, thank thank God there's Facebook and Instagram <laughs> and LinkedIn and other sources like that. And people will say, "Well, you can't trust any of those sources." Well, I can't trust the sources that you see on TV. So there's really not well, much difference. Well, that too. Right. But here's the thing. I get all the news. Right. So whereas somebody is going to go watch like maybe CNN. Right. And that's the only station they're watching. They're going to watch Fox News. And that's the only thing they're going to watch. Yeah. I get it all. I get fake news, real news, halfway in between <laughs> news. I get, I, I, mean, news. I get I get junk news. I get it all. And then the beauty is once I've read it, I get to hide the person for 30 days. So I never have to see them again if they want to go on their political rants. So it's. <laughs> It's really pretty awesome for me. That's awesome. So I stay really well informed. I don't have to waste the energy because I don't really have that much time left on this planet. Uh, in perspective, I've lived more years than I will have left. Yeah. And so the truth of the matter is, um, I don't waste my energy. I move on and don't and don't worry about it. I. Jig, here's my thing. All right. I, I mean, you've we've known each other for years. I mean, I've you know. I'm doing a new direction now for three years. I did your yes. show for almost three years. Yes. And, right. And so uh, we, we've been together hanging out for about six, six years going on seven years now. And you know, Jig, here's, <laughs> here's the thing. Okay. Yeah. In spite of what people want to say about, Oh, you got to watch the news to be informed. The truth of the matter is you can't help but being informed anymore. We, yeah. we live in a technological age where we can't help but know something about something. Maybe you don't have all the information, but re let's keep this in mind. The truth of the matter is when it comes to the quote-unquote news, and I just did air quotes. I know that the people <laughs> listening to the show did not see my yeah, two fingers do air quotes, but I just did air quotes. Why we do that, I don't know. But he here's the thing. You do understand that every news source that you watch – is scripted. Yeah. You, you they there are millions of news stories every single moment of every day. Yeah. They pick and choose which stories they want to present to you and how they're going to present them because every news station has an editor. Yes. So therefore that editor is determining the phrasing, the emotion, and how they expect it to be read on the air. Because yes. nobody nobody is making this up, right, as they go along. They have the script in front of them. They're reading to you from a teleprompter. Yes. Right? So yes. you need to think of the news if we if we just just go with me. 
the news <laughs> the news is so I'm laughing because it's hilarious. The news and people don't want to buy into it. The news is scripted to you. They pick and choose the story. They also tell you how they're gonna do it and they read the news to you. Okay? Because why do they read the news to you? Because we're too lazy to read for ourselves as human beings in general. We don't want to have to read. We want somebody to read it to us. And that's what they do from a teleprompter. In addition to all that, let's be honest. They have to choose stories that are going to create some sort of an emotional arousal in you. Because they need eyes on the TV. So they have got to sensationalize everything bigger than it probably really is. Why? Because guess how the news pays their people? advertising yes and if they don't have a number of eyes they don't get the advertising and they can't charge the amount of money they have because they charge advertisers based on the number of eyes that watch the news yes and so when you you know unlike the jiggy jaguar program <laughs> which doesn't need uh you know is it doesn't you know it does not have to succumb to the advertisers yes we, we I was so just having good. this conversation with uh, with our good buddy Mr. Frank Cotolo last last uh, couple weeks. He, he, we got to get him to have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Frank is one of those guys who just doesn't have an opinion about anything. Yes, he does. He has no. He just has no opinions. Like, you know, I've been on Frank's show. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And Frank's been doing this a lot longer. I probably oh yeah, he's been doing it a lot longer than than everybody combined. <laughs> but he has no opinion. Hey, look, that, there's there's there, there's Pam. <laughs> is, that, is that Pam? I think that is. Pam, <laughs> yeah, Pam just Pam just put a finger in the middle of her face, going, "Oh yeah, I was supposed to be here." I, I don't oh know where... no, I was trying to get on uh, James's site. It was showing he wasn't even on. So I've what? been emailing you. I've been emailing you <laughs> saying, Am I supposed to be somewhere else? Yeah, we're on. We're on now. We're on, <laughs> we're on now. <laughs> yeah, we're on. Great to have you, Pam. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we were just talking about a uh, mutual friend of ours who has no opinion on anything. So, uh, yeah. Which is far from the truth. <laughs> a little cynical and sarcastic in our doing that. So, we're doing that. But, uh, How are you, darling? You look good. <laughs> good. 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 You know what? Yeah. You do not have to wear the mask on this show. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Uh, trust me. Yes, I am 110% behind that. Okay. So, <laughs> right now, I uh, actually, I have a group of automotive students here with me. So. Oh, really? Well, yes. hi, kids. Hi, kids. How are you? Good to see you. Here, I, good to see I you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's, let's, let's okay, that's not a student. Yeah, oh, yeah. there they are. There they, there hey, they are. Look there. at that. And they, and they don't care. There they are. <laughs> no, I'm <making> them <laughs> They're mad at me right now. Oh, that's okay. We weren't all supposed to be here right now. So. Okay. What do you think you're not here? As far as we know, you're not here. Yes. <laughs> yes. But see, they, they are the generation coming up. They want to learn all about auto. So when it's time to repair our cars and trucks, right. they are going to be the go-to people. And this group is sharp. Well, that's awesome. You know, you know why that's so awesome is because this book that you've written, Find Me Auto Help, uh, yes. which written, um, is really 
actually quite a genius book because uh, the more I dug into it, the more I was going, I didn't know that. You know, and I, I was raised on a farm, so we, you know, we did our own work, you know, uh, a lot of our own work. But, you know, in today's world with the cars that we have that are so automated, so much artificial intelligence, uh, so many things that we don't know. It's not like working on, you know, the old 67 Chevelle. You know what I mean? It's, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's just not the same thing when I was a kid. But now it's different. And you know if you let's let's just start there you know what what do you give you as your starting message to people who own these cars especially older folks you know who are a lot of them have fallen in love with the auto backing systems right you know that they can oh, yeah the cameras yeah. and all the shenanigans the I mean, ATIS, it's called ATIS, advanced yeah, driver assist systems yes okay so you know when it comes to repairing these vehicles i mean what should they? What should be some of the first things they consider? Maybe they should consider it before they even purchase the vehicle. You know, maybe you could give them some tips of what you think that they should do there. The first thing they need to do is they need to find a reliable, honest, and fair shop. And oh. how they do that is word of mouth. They could have the best-looking website. That's not going to fix your car. And mm-hmm. when you have that rapport with that shop, that's key because when you bring your vehicle into these shops. They're going to give you the straight skinny. They're going to let you know what's going on. You're going to have yeah. that relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And they're going to bend over backwards. But you've got to find that on a shop. I have uh, Bobby and his two sons own the shop that work on my Jeep. I have known them and I've done business with them for years. I recommend them to all sorts of people. Now, I'm not going to tell you that they're necessarily the cheapest, but here's the thing. Every time they do anything, they guarantee the work, and the work is done excellent every single time. I think people have the wrong expectation when it comes to mechanic shops, you know, about what to expect. What what would you do to help prepare folks, you know, for car repairs? You know, what is fair? What's not fair? Well, you know, they have a lot of websites out there now that will even uh, give you an estimate how much a repair should be. You know, they're not comparing apples to apples. It's apples to oranges because there's good, better, and best. And then there's good, better, and best techs and good, better, and best shops. So you have to go off of things like warranty. Is it 12 months, 12,000 miles? Is it 24 months, 24,000 miles? I mean, it all comes into play. So going off these websites and saying, hey, I should only pay $199 for this alternator install. Mm-hmm. What kind of a car or truck do you have? Right. You know, it, it starts there and then it goes, you know, what is what are the needs? Do you have a ATIS vehicle? So if that is going to require a larger amperage alternator, for an example. And, th- you know, it's, it's, it's kind of unfair to the consumer. But there I go back to, just like you, you have Bobby and his son at shop. That's your go-to shop. You know when you go in there, you're going to be told what is right and what is wrong. You pay a little bit more, but that's all part of the service. And that's how people need to address their future, today's car repairs and their future car repairs. Yeah, I also go to Bobby because he makes his own homemade beef jerky, and it's fantastic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He really does. He, he, he does some great, makes some great deer jerky. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Uh, <laughs> Send some down. I like that. Yeah. Stuff yeah, we don't get that down here. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty darn good. I'm going to just tell you that right now, Pam. 
So one of the things that, you know, warranties are one thing, you know, everybody's got warranties and how that looks because we can even get used car warranties. Is there, is there fine print? Is there something we should be paying attention into those warranties when it comes to repairing our car that maybe we're not thinking about in terms of warranties that we should maybe pay more closer attention to? Oh, definitely. On your warranties, first of all, when you buy a new car, do not buy the aftermarket warranty that they push at the dealership and they get a commission on. Why? Okay. Because when you go to a repair shop and something is under the warranty, the warranty, the aftermarket warranty company is going to make you go back to the dealership. Uh, so all this time and money. Wow. I mean, once you sign in that dotted line, the time starts then. And so you've lost all this time, all this money. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so 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 note to self, do not get the aftermarket warranty. Until your vehicle's warranty is up. The manufacturer warranty is up. Three okay. years, 36, five years, 60,000 miles, whatever it may be. Okay. That's when you do it. And when you go to purchase, shop. Shop online. They'll go off those phone calls and those emails that we're bombarded by, constantly bombarded by. You need to shop. And there's a lot of reputable companies out there. And check with your insurance company because they also have the aftermarket warranties. Really? The insurance yes. companies do? Mm-hmm. A lot of them do. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. James, again. In fact, one of my fleets, I have the insurance company. They have their aftermarket repair warranty on it. Yeah. It's a great policy. Make sure you get electrical. Make sure it covers all electrical. You know what, James? I just realized that I'm going to have to get Pam's 2011 book called Car Care for the Clueless because I just <laughs> realized that I'm www.clueless.com over here when it comes to my car. Um, so when you talk about in Chapter 1, one of the things that you brought up is how to be a good customer. Uh-huh. First of all, I've, everything that I've ever read you know, about regardless of what the pair is or regardless if you're working for a service or you're searching for a service, whether that be real estate or insurance or whatever, I have never seen anybody come out of the gate with how to be a good customer. Okay, because I think we all want to believe we're, well, I'm pretty darn good. I'm a pretty darn good customer. But evidently that's not true. So what is it, what do we, what do I need to become in terms of a good customer? Uh. First of all, you have to realize that you're not the only customer that this mm. shop or business deals with, and you have to have some just common courtesies. Unfortunately, common courtesy is waned through the years, mm. and shops, you know, they really respond to the common courtesy. Uh, they respond for people asking those questions, why? Why do I need this? Show me why and how. How is this going to affect the performance of my vehicle? How is it going to affect my auto budget. And by the way, do not tell anybody what your auto budget is, because I will guarantee you that the bill that you are handed when you pick that car up is going to be $1 less than what you have in that budget. <laughs> so, okay. A little, little tidbit there uh, that I've heard through the years. Uh, we never did it at my shop, but yeah, I've heard the horror stories. But so, you, you just need to you need to cooperate with the shop. And they ask you a question. Uh, you know, Again, this goes back to having your established shop. Sure. And they ask you that question, you know, tell them everything. Everything. And the repairer, the diagnostic time is going to be a lot less. 
because they're going to have an idea where to start looking, for an example. Um, but it, it's mainly just, you know, common courtesy, let them know what's going on, and, uh, you know, you're grumpy, you don't want to be there, you don't want to spend money in your car, and it's not their fault, guys. Right. But they're there to help yeah. you. So. Yeah, the word patience comes to mind uh, first when it comes to your car repair. I, I think one of the things, you know, as a psychological professional, professional in the industrial organization, um, uh, oftentimes I watch customer interaction and in customer service settings, especially like a mechanic shop. So frequently, people are already coming in frustrated. And they already seem to have this adversary uh, relationship with whoever the mechanic is at the shop. Like, they're just expecting them to pull, you know, over their eyes or something like that. But the truth is, we probably need to, before we bring that car in, as important it is, and you're frustrated, I get it, uh-huh. you got to have some emotional control and exercise some patience. Because the truth of the matter is, the mechanic did not cause the problem. No. <laughs> sure didn't. We, when we go in there as technicians and as shop owners and service writers, there's three modes. We have the reasonable customer, and we have the manic 24-7, uh, I need it yesterday. And then we have the suspicious, I know whatever you do, you're going to rip me off. And then we're going to have the know-it-all. Mr. Know-it-all. Remember that on Bullwinkle? Oh, yeah. Mr. <laughs> know-it-all. Yeah. yeah, I know all about it. And, you know, that's one of the worst because they think they know from watching YouTube University. And that's, <laughs> like, one of the worst things you could do in automotive because you just don't know. And YouTube. let the professionals do their job. YouTube University is like going to WebMD when you have a physical problem. <laughs> yes. Yep. The next thing, the automotive end, yeah, yeah, and the next thing that you know, you have multiple sclerosis, right? Because you have a cold. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is, <laughs> right? I mean, this is, this is the truth. I'm serious. I'm serious. And this is the truth in going to, you know, YouTube University for mechanics because everybody goes, yeah, well, you know, I've seen it put in an alternator before, and you know, it takes yeah. should be a 15 minute job. You know, I mean, we you know it loosens up this bolt, that bolt here, right? And and and. They, it's again. You start off by saying it's like comparing apples to oranges. It's maybe closer to comparing apples to pineapples, because they may sound a lot alike, but they're completely different. Um, but it really is true. Uh, we we live in in such a world where we have access to so much information that that information can actually hurt us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Remember, they used to have that ad on TV. It was if it's on the internet, it's right. Guess what? No. No, it's not. It's on the internet. You better double, triple, quadruple check before you go forward. Yeah. There has to be. Especially in automotive. Yeah, I think in automotive, there has to be, you know, everybody says you have to earn trust and you have to earn respect and all that. That's really not true. We choose to give it at the end of the day. You know, we choose Mm -hmm. whether we want to respect people, we want to trust people. I don't, Pam, you and I have never met. I already respect you and I trust you. Right. Thank you. Because I because I choose to. Uh-huh. I choose. I have no reason not to. People have got to trust their automotive technician. Yes. Right. I yeah. mean exactly. They need uh, to have faith in them. You, and you know what? We're all human. We're going to make a mistake. Right. But the best are going to say, "I am sorry. Let's fix this and take care of it for you now." Right. 
In, in chapter two, you talk about getting familiar with your vehicle. Uh-huh. And I think there's kind of a danger here because we've already talked about YouTube University. Yeah. <laughs> so how do, we, how do we balance this idea of getting familiar with our vehicle and well, then, well, and at the same time not over, you know, thinking that we know what we're doing? Well, if you notice, I only stayed with the interior cab. Right. You know, the buttons on the dash. We don't want you to pop the hood. You can actually, in a lot of vehicles, in a lot of cases... Uh, you can create thousands of dollars worth of damage by just touching something, thinking that it's not going to harm anything. What is this? You know, right. just accidentally bumping something right down to if it's a hybrid, which guys, girls out there, if it has orange, blue, red, or yellow wires, please do not touch it. It's high voltage. We do not want you to electrocute yourself. <laughs> You know, you just said this, Pam, and the first thing I'm thinking about is all those movies watched. Don't cut the green wire, not the red wire, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, right? It's because it's like we, we we see these colored wires and we go, oh, what is that? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we, we're kind of gerbils, right? Because we open up the hood and we're, we're these gerbils. We go, oh, look, there's the wood chips. Oh, look, there's the water bottle. Oh, look, there's a mirror. Is that a wheel over there? I think that's food, you know? And then we want to we want to kind of dig in there. Yeah, don't. 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 But you make a big deal about knowing the dashboard. Yes. Is it part of your experience that people don't really no, understand? They don't. You guys know where your hazard light's at? Your hazard yes. button? Mm-hmm. You're, that's pretty rare. Most yeah. people don't. Yeah. And you're going to need that in case you have a problem. So other yeah. people... You can convey to other people you're having a problem with the flashing lights. Mostly the only reason why I know where the hazard lights are is because when I travel with Brittany in places, uh, she hits the hazard lights a lot. So (laughs) it's the only reason I know, like when she pulls over to the side of the road or whatever. That's That's the only way I know where the hazard lights are. Now Jay Jay is much smarter than me. Jay 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 knows everything about automotive, and he knows everything about life. So, I, I do not know everything about automotive. <laughs> I know where my buttons are. <laughs> well, I need to rephrase that. I know where the buttons on my car are. <laughs> and and, and and thankfully, Jeep you know it has this great big triangle mm-hmm. that you know you right. look at and go, oh oh, you mean push that right? Yeah. But you know what? Some of these cars. My my wife has a Porsche Panamera, uh-huh. and the the dashboard of that car is like walking into the USS Enterprise Star Trek. Okay, even that, more reason to learn yeah. what's on that dashboard. That's I mean, the way your vehicle communicates with you with all those little lights. It's you a, have a check engine light. If you have a door jar, you have a TPMS. You have yeah. a low tire pressure. That's your vehicle's way of communicating with the driver. So, very important. My Rubicon does that, right? When my tire pressure is low, right, you know, my, my rear tire, I mean, it lets me know. I'm, and it tells me what my pound percent, yes. uh-huh. percentage is. That's right. right. Not, not only that, here was something that my mechanic uh, found in a previous vehicle that I had that also had tire pressure. Sometimes those pressure monitoring systems can go bad. Oh, yes. Yeah, they have a little, it looks like a hearing aid battery inside. Yeah. And the battery finally just goes dead and you have to replace it. Yes. 
and and this is the this is the cool thing that I learned about all of that is that with all these yeah <laughs> with all these systems you have to understand that while these systems are communicating to us as to what's going on in our vehicle it's also part of our vehicle to understand that these systems can also go bad so there may not be something bad but it's even more reason to bring it into your technician to make sure that everything is okay you bring it in early and it's cheap you wait and you let a domino and it's very expensive very quickly yeah you know you you've talked about uh you know is your repair shop a good fit mm-hmm. and we kind of alluded to the fact that we want to pick a shop that you know has got great reputation word of mouth reputation people that you know and trust and like know and trust that we want to do that but i think there's more to just a good fit than just trusting that what makes a good technical shop a good fit what what, what are some things we should look for there uh, you want to make sure that their technicians are ac certified that's okay. an asc blue seal shop okay. and that all their equipment is up to date you want to make sure that there's good communication between the front office, the, the staff, the service advisors, and the technicians. And you want to see that the uh, technicians are really into their work. I mean, you can sit there and watch them, and you could tell somebody if they're frustrated or they really know what they, they're getting up against. They're underneath the hood. And that's what you want to see. You want to see people totally involved in what they're doing. And that's a good shop. Yeah, professionals stay calm and cool, collected under pressure. Mm-hmm. Yes, right? they do. E- even in a mechanic, even in a, te- a technician or a mechanic, that those who are really good, yes, you know, even if they come across something that they maybe have not seen exactly the same, they never get flustered. The pros do. Nope. Yes, they're calm and collected because they know they're going to find the solution. They may yes. have hit a wall, they may have stumbled across something else or whatever, but they know that they have the fix. They have that confidence. Yeah. That, that's another piece, isn't it? Confidence. Confidence. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's one thing to be competent, but it's also to be confident in your competence. Exactly. Right? And uh, which is what I think you're doing with your students there too, right? Is you're not only teaching them competence, but also teaching them confidence as well, right? Exactly. Like I said, we've got a great group of students here. Well, it's and, just... Uh, yeah, it's just an they're important. Gonna be, they're going to be leaders in their profession. I know that. Not because I'm teaching them, but I mean I, I can tell. They, <laughs> Not because I'm teaching they, them. <laughs> they've got the chops to do this. Mm. You know, they're going to do it. Yeah, you know what's interesting about you saying that about your students is that having taught college um, students, you kind of know, don't you? Yeah, you do. You kind of know. You kind of go. Oh, you get it, uh-huh. right? You, you kind, you just know, right? I mean, it's not something that we're saying to fluff them up. It's not, it's not no. what we're saying here. You just know, you know, the talent, the the passion, right? That they that they've got a passion for it. They got a knack, definitely, right? There's something about them. That's beautiful that you've got a great, the great group like that. And I teach adults. I mean, advanced stuff as well for a couple of international companies on contract. And you can see the difference with this group and those who are already underneath the hood. And this group's pretty special. They're going to go far. That's awesome. Yeah. 
you used a word when you sent over some some of your some some of the chapters and stuff and as i was going through it you used a word <laughs> i got to bring up the word cuz i haven't used this word in forever use the word bamboozle <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard the word bamboozle since I think Felix the Cat, which was a back, black and white cartoon back in the well, day. I, I, I thought you were going to mention the Blues Brothers movie. <laughs> oh, right. The Blues Brothers movie. That's right. They did use bamboozle in the Blues yes. Brothers movie. So yes, it, in, the, in the chapter entitled Keep, your, Keep Money in Your Wallet, mm-hmm. you talk about factory service versus shop bamboozle. Yeah. Whoa, 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 Pam. I mean, you've been very good with us to this point. What do you mean, bamboozle? Well, because there's the factory maintenance, and then there's the dealership slash shop maintenance. And they like to pad that maintenance, unfortunately. So you need to stick with the factory maintenance. So, okay, so how how are we going to know that? Well, you're going to get a hold of the factory maintenance schedule. Your shop that you chose, yep. your favorite go-to shop, yep. and they have a great reputation, they're yep. going to have the factory maintenance schedule, just like so it, yep. thousands of other mom-and-pop shops out there and other regional shops. They're going to have the factory maintenance schedule. It's really kind of cool. You uh, have to ask. Yeah, well, okay, because I know my guys. You know, I know Bobby and his two sons, and, you know, they will say, hey— just want to let you know, in another 2,400 miles, you're going to be up for X thousand mile, uh, you know, factory maintenance that we're going to take a look at, right? And so they, they're letting me know up front, you know, hey, mm-hmm. maybe next time you come in, do your next oil change, you know, this would be a good time. Or, you know, we're about to do your inspection. It's going to be pretty close to the time that we're going to do. Uh, exactly. Probably want to take a look. I think it's really important as well is not only that you know but i think a really good technician and mechanic you know who really values their customer kind of lets them know you know they check they're pretty you know Mm -hmm. professionals are thorough oh yes yes definitely right you have to you have to ask for that factory maintenance schedule right Right. okay yeah they they've been pretty good i've seen dealerships even bamboozle really Really? I was in for a recall. Yeah. One of my old customers after I retired sold my shop. They were trying to sell him a fuel injection flush. <laughs> okay, and he knew better. Right. He almost fell for it. And afterwards, I was sitting behind him. He didn't know I was there, and I said, good for you. Right. Good for you, Ted, not falling for that. Yeah. Yeah. And this so, this vehicle had under twenty thousand miles on it. it a new oh, car. they need a wow. fuel injection flush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Pam, that happens all the time to vehicles under twenty thousand miles. <laughs> yeah. So you got to you got to watch. But we trained him good, so he was all right. And there, ladies and gentlemen, is your example and definition of bam, bam <laughs> right there. <laughs> One of the big expenses that we have on cars, I, I'm, I have this Jeep Rubicon. I'm running 33s, I'm, I, and I've got as soon as I run my 33 size tires down, I'm gonna get it lifted and I'm gonna go to 35s, right? Uh-huh. Because 
because it just makes me feel better, Pam. It's going to look really good, too. It's going to look so cool. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it is. And, and I'm going to put those auto runners so that when you open the door, the auto runners come out underneath so that my wife can step mm-hmm. up to that thing. Tires are, <laughs> tires are a tricky mistress. You know, they, yes. they really are because, I, I, first of all, I don't think most people know how to maintain them. I don't think people understand the importance of alignment. I don't think they understand the importance of rotation and they don't understand, you know, when a tire is really had its life. What well, walk us through the importance of maintenance, alignments, rotations and life of a tire. Well, first of all, you should have the tire pressure checked every maybe 4 to 5 weeks. And it's going to go off of the sticker on the uh, inside of your door jam, the driver's door jam, to how much tire pressure is supposed to be in that set of tires on that particular vehicle. Never, ever go off of what it says on the sidewall because that tire size can fit other makes, models, years, which Mm. may require a higher PSI. So you go off of what it shows on the driver's sticker. Um, You can just use atmospheric air. You don't have to use nitrogen. Just use atmospheric air. So you'd have to charge, get charged for that. Uh, part two is rotation. Rotation, we need to rotate them front to back. And if you're, for an example, in Florida where we have coral and shell embedded in our roads, we're going to want to rotate them a little bit more often than what the factory setting says because the heat and that coral really tears the tires up. So maybe every 35 to 4,000 miles you're going to rotate them versus if you're up north and you have the gravel and the asphalt. You're going to rotate them maybe every six or seven thousand miles. It's all going to be based on that. But I'm going to give you a little trick for your alignment. You can have a vehicle and you don't have to align it for three or four years. All it takes is one good pothole to knock it out. Okay, depending on how how you drive it. I have a car right now. I haven't touched the alignment in maybe eight or nine years. And the tires wear great. But we're all not that lucky. I pay attention to what I'm driving over. Just a habit because I don't want to do free alignment on me. If I'm going to do alignment, somebody's going to pay me. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. right. But meanwhile, this is how you can check. When you get gas, you pull up to the gas pump. Say the gas spill is on the driver's side. Turn the wheels away from the gas pump. Get out of the vehicle. Go up to the front of the car. Look at the tire tread. You see something a little bit uneven, go over to your shop and have them check it. If you don't, great. But have them check it. If you are suspect, don't guess. Because once a tire has an alignment issue, that tire has a memory, and you'll never, ever get that tire straight again. Okay. Okay. And it's going to save you money. You'd rather pay for an alignment than buy buy a set of tires for five, six hundred dollars, right? Uh, yeah. Even a piece. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, even a piece in some cases. <laughs> it could be it could be three to five hundred dollars just a piece. We'll, we'll have to talk before you go to those thirty fives. By the way. You are not talking me out of my thirty fives. <laughs> no, no, but we'll get you hooked up. Okay. <laughs> no, you got to put the thirty fives on there. You can't no. wait to see that. But. That's how you. That's how you save your tires, and you get your your money out of them. You just have to be vigilant and 
that's the best time to do is when you get gasoline or diesel. Turn them away from the pump. Take a look at it. I love that. That's a great tip. Pam, Pam Oaks, by the way, just gave you that tip. She is uh, fantastic, by the way. She is, uh, she's written this outstanding uh, book called Find Me Auto Help. Yes, I sang it that way. That was what I did, just to help you. All right, that's a little jingle. You can use that as a jingle. Find me auto help. Um, that way you can remember the book that's available on Amazon. Uh, by the way, it's in large print. So uh, yes. for, for those of you who um, are over the age of whatever that age is that your eyes uh, start to <laughs> do those things that happen to us as we age, um, you, you are not going to need to put on your readers to read it. You can actually do it without your readers. I mean, some of us, our eyes have gone further. We still need to use our readers regardless of the size of type. Okay. Um, we, thanks for being so good-natured with me, too, by the way. Um, well, thank you. I'm, I've enjoyed this. Thank you for having me on. Oh, by the way, we're on the web, too, for uh, people who are looking for a shop. Yeah. Findmeoutofhope.com. And uh, you can look and find any ASC Blue Seal shop in the U.S., uh, tow companies, parts, uh, live highway uh condition data is on there as well it's just all inclusive we keep on adding things more and more each month and what's the do the website again findmeautohelp.com findmeautohelp.com you know there's a rule in radio right that you say everything three times findmeautohelp.com so that's the third time that we've said that um so that uh, everybody (laughs) can uh, find it listen we we cover just the first five kind of quickly the first five chapters of the book but listen she covers everything like brakes your electrical system your um you know heating cooling in your car your check engine lights what does that really mean your transmissions understanding paddle shifters versus automatic shifting steering gears and suspensions tune-up myths oh we could have gone probably for hours on tune-up myths alone basic care and feeding for your vehicle um keeping your investment automotive vocabulary she's got a complete glossary uh with layman's terms um and, and then, of course, maintenance, uh, record-keeping, and schedule. Pam, you have been fantastic. Uh, Thank you. I, I, I hope you've enjoyed your time as much as I have. Thank you. Because I've had a really good time with you. And, you know, I know that here's what the students may not tell you, but I will tell you. Um, <laughs> they may not tell you this, but they got the best professor in the world. Because Thank you. not only do you know your stuff, but you believe in them. And when you have those two things, that means that they are going to be great. And I am super excited to see our next generation of technicians. Me too. And these are going to be the, the cream of the crop right here, these guys. Awesome. You're, yeah. you're great, Pam. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, there goes Pam Oaks. Yeah. Uh, find me auto help. Yeah, findmeautohelp.com. Yeah, you know, you asked some great questions. Now more than ever, it's critical that customers find accurate information about your business. Local Works by Yahoo Small Business makes it easy to add, edit, and publish business information across 70 plus local directories from a single dashboard. Ensure your business is found with Local Works and save 10% today by using code LWPODCAST. Visit yahoosmallbusiness.com slash local to find out more.